Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What's going on, team? Welcome back along to another week of Super Rugby Previews. This week, we've got two matches coming up from New Zealand and, of course, the two from Super Rugby AU across the ditch. We're going to be joined by our special guest joining us to have a look at these four games. And we'll be giving you our thoughts about what you think is going to be happening this weekend as well. So thanks everyone for coming along and joining us here on YouTube and, of course, on New Zealand Sports Radio, where you can find those guys and everything else they do on Facebook, on YouTube, and on every other little podcasting app that they put the shows out on. So we are everywhere you can find us, so make sure you share the shows and give it to all your friends as well, because we are coming here each and every week. And with me is once again going to be Shane from Australia. How is that side of the ditch going this week, Shane? Oh, we'll get there, Steve. Uh, And a big good day to everybody out there. Hope you're going well. Yep, it's another big four games coming out of the competition uh, this week. Of course, we've got the uh, Reds uh, from your side of the competition who are out on the bye this week. And, of course, the Highlanders on the side after that monumental victory last weekend against the Chiefs. They're having a little sit-down, a little rest. I think they deserved it after that amazing performance, that comeback of brilliance um, that I'll probably try and reference as much as I can over the course of the show tonight. But, um... First things first, Shane, let's, let's have a look at, um, I know you've got a little bit to say about this as well, but have a look at Super Brew. Now, I would like to add just, you know, as we kick off and continue on the show here, number one, still number one, is myself, the best picker in my division, absolutely nailing it, and all you other mugs have still got a long way to catch up with my predictions this season. That is how well I'm going. If you want to win some money, you better listen to what I'm going to say here tonight. But I mean, a big... Congrats to Nick42, who has actually picked up this glorious piece of yellow cap this week. Well done, Nick, on doing that and racing up a whole bunch of 11 spots during this weekend. And, of course, the reviewer is sitting in second spot. And the betting Stig, who was quick to tell me of his exploits the weekend before, has dropped a spot. So, come on, Stig. You think you're all that in a bag of chips? Let's get it up another gear and bring it on if you want to take out my top spot, my good friend. Okay, now, Shane... You're not on here. You're not taking the big gains of Subaru. But tell us, last weekend, a four out of four, you actually picked the Hurricanes, which everyone saw and heard here on the show last week as well. How did you do it? 
Well, I, I, I devised a formula when I looked at this game and I, I, I felt that when they were at Wellington, big crowd, the cake tin, um, everyone's excited, um, you know, um, and uh, the Blues were a bit like uh, George Costanza's answering machine, believe it or not, I'm not home. And, um, you know, for all the Seinfeld fans out there, so believe it or not, they weren't home and um, the hurricanes were. And I just got a gut feeling. And when you get a gut feeling, um, after eating a couple of good steaks, you think that the, the hurricanes, are that they just probably had something special in them with their tight five and... I thought that Geordie Barrett was going to take control over his brother Bowden in that one, and uh, he did. So I, I just I went with that gut gut instinct, and um, I'm pleased to say that this cap that I bought in Auckland at Auckland International Airport from Champions of the World is firmly on my head because of that reason. Proudly wearing the yellow and black, eh, for this weekend. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, though, if they can do it again, which we'll get to that matchup in a moment or two. But, of course, we've got the four games. Well, we'll do them in uh, chronological order. The Waratahs versus the Rebels first up. Crusaders Hurricanes will be second. Force Brumbies third. And then, finally, that annoying Sunday game of the Blues and the Chiefs. So we'll kick off um, this week's episode with a look at the opening game. Friday night, Waratahs versus the Rebels. And we'll have a look at the two teams that will be kicking off this matchup for the Waratahs. Front row, Robinson, Horton and Johnson, Holmes, Hannigan and Simmons in the second row. Swinton, Hooper, Dempsey, the back row. Mitch Short, Will Harrison in the halves with Carmichael Hunt still in that number 12 jumper. Joey Walton outside him on the wings. Alex Newsom and James Ram. Jack Maddox at the back. A fantastic performance last week, wasn't it, from the Waratahs to really almost do the unthinkable and beat the Brumbies. We were all riding them off, but they almost did it. A late try securing that loss for them. But they were impressive, weren't they? And they almost, well, they almost did the unthinkable. Well, they did. And I'm really pleased to see Rob Simmons step up and, and Carmichael Hart as well. I thought he played pretty well too. So a few key um, Wallabies in those Waratahs um, ranks starting to step up a bit. I thought Hooper was absolutely immense winning turnover after turnover. Um, they've just got to learn, um, like all of Australian sides from time to time, how to finish off games. And um, that's that's one thing that I'm sure they would have worked at training um, on this week because they come up against the, the, the Rebels and they've won six of the last eight games against the Rebels and most of them have been very close games too, Stephen. Yeah, the Rebels have a big chance to win this one. The problem I have with the Waratahs, they were great last week. They were It was, it was a good, exciting matchup, one we didn't expect to see. But can the Waratahs back it up? We know they've got the players. They've, they've got the team on paper. They've got the excitement. They've got the workers. But they just aren't consistent as a team. And I just wonder, can they back that up again against the Rebels, who are coming off the bye as well, and like you say, have a good little record against this Waratahs side. They're starting 15 for the Rebels. Cameron Orr, Jordan Ulysses, and Pony Farmer Silly. How good 
is that guy. He is an, a human wrecking ball, and he's a great man to watch on the field as well. Matt Phillip and Trevor Hosea will be in the second row. Josh Kimeney, I think, has been outstanding for them as well, and we have another important matchup for the Rebels. He'll partner Richard Hardwick and Michael Wells in the back row. Ryan Lawrence will again start in nine with Matt Tamura at ten in the midfield of Billy Meeks, and Reese Hodge is back again. I think that's clever to bring Reese Hodge in. He has big impact off the bench last week, and he, um, or the week before, I should say, and has that ability to, to change a game single-handedly, not with his boots or with his running game. He is a game-breaking player. Marika Corinbeti, another man who can do that. Andrew Callaway, they're the two wingers, and Dane Haylett-Petty at fullback for the Rebels. I mean, two pretty star-studded sides on paper, but they suffer from the same thing, don't they? Inconsistencies and discipline is a problem for both these sides, but particularly the Rebels over recent seasons. Yeah, and as I've always said when I've looked in front of the camera and we've talked about this particular derby, Steve, it's the Bart, the Homer, the Chainsaw and Hockey Mask situation. <laughs> the Rebels seem to choke a lot, although they didn't last time in Melbourne earlier in the year. Um, they finally got that result and the, they got the, um, the scare off them. Um you know, it's this derby is actually a very good one to watch because, again, there's a lot of attacking um, rugby involved in it. And I've got to say, this game is at the SCG just for reaffirmation, isn't it, Steve? Uh, yep, it is. Yep, so, so SCG brings a lot of proud moments, actually, in Australian rugby. It's... Um, the Wallabies beat um, the All Blacks in a three-test Bledisloe in Australia. So um, hopefully they can go out and um, be like those Wallabies were back then in 1980 and um, play a really good brand of footy. And um, and I'm, I mean that, you know, I'm really, really looking forward to this one. Hopefully lots of tries, but also um, lots of counter-attacking rugby, lots of punching through the line. Lots of backline movements, the big forwards. Really exciting to see um, some of the Melbourne Rebels forwards. They've got a good forward pack. Um, the Waratahs also, you know, with Simmons stepping up and Michael Hooper and Hannigan and and Johnson Holmes and, and Robertson are all Wallabies. So this is just, yeah, a big call here, Stephen. Match of the round. Oh, he's going early. It's important, is it? Because last round was so good. Like all four matches were, were fantastic to watch. They're exciting to watch. They're good to watch. They've got to back it up again. Not just the Waratahs and their performance. All the teams have to back that up and, and keep this exciting. Because the, the last thing we want, and we, we saw in the opening couple of rounds, was watching the Super Rugby Aotearoa matchup and then going to the Super Rugby AU matchup. And it was, well, a real downer. Now, this weekend, we thought. We were going to have the same, didn't we, after, or last weekend, I should say, after the um, Hurricanes you know, pipping the Blues, and we thought, whoa, we've reached the pinnacle of life. And then we got, you know, another stunner straight after that from, from the AU competition. So we need that consistency. We need more of that. And if we can get another weekend of that from these AU games, it will be just a joy to behold if they can keep that standard up. Now, I think a big um, deciding factor in this game is going to be, for me, the weather. Um, Matt Samua doesn't like the rain 
so much. He's a bit like James O'Connor. We all remember that Reds Rebels game that we all want to forget as soon as we can. But I think if this is wet, we're going to see a guy like Will Harrison be a lot more important than he already is to this Waratahs team. He, he's the guy. He's the go-to. He is the ringleader at such a young age and such an experienced um, number of uh, caps to his name as well. He is still the guy that I think pulls this team together. He's a standout for them. Rain, snow or sun, he's going to be important. Matt Moore, on the other hand, I think if it's sunny, he's going to be a factor. If it's wet, he's not going to be a factor. And that could really decide, I think, this match in the Waratahs' favour if the game does go that way. I've gone a bit against what I've previously thought about the Waratahs. So who have you got winning this one? Oh, it's hard. I've got the Rebels winning it by three, so I'm going to make a big call to start with. Um, I'll, I'll make one final point, though. You, you mentioned the wet weather. The Rebels actually beat the Waratahs in the wet in Melbourne earlier in the year, and um, Tamil was probably one of the better ones on ground. But um, if I could say so, Bill Beeks needs to really stand up in that 12 position with him. Um, he's, he's a very good technical 12, but sometimes he goes missing. So everybody's got to play their part um, and then put pieces of the block together. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, Rebels by three, but I think it'll be a good game. It could go either way. It could definitely go yeah. either way. Yeah. And because of that, I'm going the other way. Um, I agree if you margin. But I don't agree with your team. I'm going to go the Waratahs to sneak this one. Although, uh, yeah, it's a 50-50, isn't it? It's, a, it's a, a toss of the coin. And the two teams are so inconsistent that it makes it hard to really predict because you don't know what to expect from either of these two sides. They could both be brilliant and we could have an amazing match. They could both be terrible and it could be an awful watch. But either way, you still think it's still going to be close. And that should make, hopefully, for an exciting Friday night opener in Super Rugby AU. We'll move on. Game number two. We're going opposites to kick off. Game number two. It'll be hard to see if this one's going to go any different. Although the cap on your head may say otherwise. It's the Crusaders versus the Hurricanes. And let's have a look through the Crusaders side first. And I mean, oh, it's such an amazing team, isn't it? Moody Taylor, Eliana Toll, the front row. Whitelock and Dunshay in the middle of the pack. Uh, Sanders, Christie and Douglas are the back row. Bryn Hall, Richie Moanga in the halves. The midfield, here's an interesting factor. Jack Goodhue's there, but Bray Nenor is out, missing from the uh, match day 23 this week. So it will be Payer who takes his place. A, a two-test Tongan international as well, I might add. Um, but his first start for a Crusaders team. He's come off the bench once before as well. Sevu Reese uh, on the right wing. George Bridge the left. And Will Jordan comes back into the 15 jumper with the season-ending injury to David Harvey. So many players going out, so many injuries, a few more concerns in the Crusaders' camp, but they still roll out a really, really good side, don't they? Always. The depth is just amazing. Um, they find players from from the heartland and, and from um, from the Mitre 10 Cup that can fill in, and they're trained and they're well-versed and they can play different positions. It's... I hate the Crusaders. <laughs> I really do. Now they're a great rugby side. They're well coached. Uh, they're well well trained. Um, like me, they're well fed. Um, they're just a. They're just 
you know, rugby fans, if you love rugby and you love rugby in New Zealand, then you'll love watching the Crusaders play because you'll watch a clinic every week. And, um, you know, I'm not talking just just pure, pure rugby. I'm talking about the fact that when the Crusaders enter the field, they're ready for 80 minutes of, of, of hard stuff and they're also ready to entertain you as well. So um, I, I, I've run out of superlatives, Stephen, to describe <laughs> um, the Crusaders. They're just a, a brilliant team, and that's what they are. There's no iron team, and, and um, everyone puts their hand up for work. Yeah, they are a tough team to beat, no matter if it's home, no matter if it's away, round one or round 100. They are tough to beat. Um, the, the real question mark of the injury to Harvili, I think, has kind of, you know, ta- started to test that depth. Um, bring on Brett Cameron, a name we all go, oh, I remember that guy. I haven't heard of him for, you know, eight months. But, oh, he's still he's still playing. He's still at the Crusaders. Um, so, I mean, we'll get to see him, um, see if he's developed, see if he's becoming he's a, sort of a, a better player as the sort of, you know, that... that amazing up-and-comer that he was when he got that one cap for the All Blacks. He was the future, and the future just stopped at that point, and we haven't really seen too much from him. So he's on the bench, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets a bit of a run-on, um, or if, you know, imagine if Richie Moanga went down. That could be a really, really interesting factor if that happened for the Crusaders. But, you know, all in all, you say, you look at that team, and it's hard to see anyone getting past them. But if there's ever a time to play the Crusaders for the Hurricanes, this is the best possible time they've just beaten the blues the team that was the side to beat the crusaders this season now they're in that position they're in that number one spot to beat the crusaders can they do it though is the big question their team's going to go on a couple of changes as well and there's there's a few farewells in this hurricanes team over the last week as well but we'll get to that in a second their starting 15 will be fraser armstrong asofa almua and tyrell lomax that means no dane coles in the 15 this weekend. James Blackwell and Scott Scrafton in the second row. Red Pinsip, Dupsi, Karifi and Adi Savia at the back of the pack. Perinara and Garden Bishop run things in the halves yet again with La Mape and Umranga Jensen in midfield. Ben Lamb, yes, 50th cap and final cap for the Hurricanes. Where's Houston's on the right? Where's Kubus Van Wyk, you may ask? Gone. He's off to the Leicester Tigers and he's already said, goodbye Hurricanes, we'll see you later. Jordy Barrett, the key man, the man, is at 15 for the Hurricanes yet again. A few changes in there, Shane, but still, this is the chance, is it? This is the golden opportunity for them to knock over the Crusaders. Indeed it is, and if I could use a WWE analogy here, I remember Shawn Michaels asking Stone Cold, would he beat the Undertaker? And Stone Cold said, I think you can, but you won't. Um, <laughs> it was... Uh, you know, I think the Hurricanes can do it. It's just whether they have got the consistency in that tight five to put on another performance like they did last week, which was outstanding. Um, and really, the key man is Geordie. Um, you know, mate, you've got to keep this going week week on week because, you know, people like me uh, pay their subscription money to, to pay television. Uh, to watch players like you play well. So, you know, and I really do enjoy watching him play. Um, So here's the key. You know, Perinara and Geordie have to 
run that tight five, get them working hard, get them working up the middle, getting their tackles, tackling um, right, getting the turnovers, because that's going to be the key. The Crusaders are going to play very quick, and they also know how to slow their tempo down as well. Um, you've just got to match them for 80 minutes. And so Stone Cold was right. I think you can, but you won't. And I can only see Crusaders win here. <laughs> what an analogy. I love it. That's a great analogy to use as well. Uh, I agree with you. It's going to be tough. If there's ever time they're going to do it, this will be it. But I don't think they will as well. Um, I'm interested to see what they'll do with that, you know, the youngster player in midfield. With, you know, Lamarpe is in great form last weekend. He was smashing everyone. Whatever annoyed him so much. They need to do it again to uh, to annoy him even more. So hopefully we'll see another big performance from him and uh, he can squash some people. But good, he's going to be against them on the other side. So one of the most defensive number 12s uh, in New Zealand rugby. So it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a really, really interesting game. So you clearly going Crusaders to pick up the win. Are you going for a big win or do you think it's going to be still quite tight? Crusaders by 21. <laughs> Just think they're put on a show. <laughs> that is a massive margin, massive, massive margin. Um, I'm, I agree with you on the results, um, but I am going for the Crusaders by just six. So not quite as big, um, but I still think it's going to be a good Crusaders victory. Uh, yeah, Hurricanes will push them. They'll go a nice 40, 50, maybe 60 if they're lucky, and then it will be good night after that, uh, the Crusaders, to put them to the sword and put them back to bed in the Caketon for the rest of their season. Right, moving on. Third game of the weekend. Back over to Australia. The Western Force up against the Brumbies. Oh, this could be could be a toughie for the poor old Western Force. Um, their team for this weekend. Uh, Wagner, uh, Kotu, Longbottom, their front row. Thrush and Lee Warner. Uh, Jeremy Thrush captaining the side uh, this week for the Western Force. Henry Stowers, Tevin Ferris and Bernard Stander. Their back row in the halves. Nick Frisbee is back in Australian rugby. The injury to Ian Pryor. A bit of a loss, but a bit of a good replacement to take his number nine jumper. Johnny Lance will be in 10 in midfield. Henry Tsefu, Marcel Bracky on the left wing will be Brad Lacey, the right. Byron Ralston, a new superstar of Australian rugby as well, and Jack McGregor at 15. This is a tough ask for the Western Force, isn't it? They've been good. They've played good 20-minute periods or so at times throughout their opening couple of games, but the Brumbies are just a, a different sort of team than what they've played so far, aren't they? Yeah, the Brumbies, uh, Australia's Crusaders, if you like. Um, they're just tough as nails and they're very hard to beat um, anywhere around the world you go. Um, the Brumbies are a respected outfit um, and a very tough outfit as well. I've said this for weeks now. They've got a Wallaby in Kyle Godwin, a very experienced inside centre at that. Why aren't they starting him? Mm. This game is meant for him. It's a very he's a he's like Billy Meeks, a, a crafty of the ball, someone that can present some options. Um, he works hard. It's good to see Frisbee. I believe that on the bench, Richard, uh, forgive me on the pronunciation, Richard Kahui, um, perfect, who was who was um, from the. Ch Chiefs, I believe it was the Chiefs, yep. wasn't it? Uh, part of their their great um, 2012-13 squad um, and a, an all-black to boot as well is going to be 
on the bench. So he, his experience is hopefully going to come into um, They're going to really rely on those two all black and through and through. They've got a lot of guts. They've got a lot of determination. But against, um, against the Brumbies at Leichhardt Oval, which is a traditional rugby league oval, mm. um, they're going to have to play like the Balmain Tigers of old. Um, that really heart with full of grit, heart and passion for 80 minutes to beat Australia's best rugby side. Yeah, there's good reason why they're Australia's best, aren't they? When you look through the team that they just keep dishing out, uh, a pack that most teams around the globe would be quite happy to name as well. Scott Sego, Falau Faenga, Alan Alatoa, great front row. Murray Douglas and Nick Frost in the second row. Rob Valentini, who's been fantastic, I think, for them in recent weeks, will be alongside Will Miller and Pete Samu at number eight. Joe Powell, and it is the youngster, Bailey Kunzel, who will start the number 10 jumper with that season-ending injury to Noah Lolosio, which is a real shame because I think he's a real bright talent for Australian rugby. Uh, Simone and Kurandrani will be in midfield. Tom Wright in the left wing, and welcome back to Solomon Kata on the right. Thomas Banks as well. Tom Banks has been brilliant since his um, comeback in, with Wright, Banks, and um, now Carter as well. Uh, they look dangerous, not only in the forwards, but also on the backs, don't they? Yeah, it's a professional outfit, the Brumbies. Um, and one thing about them is that they know, particularly when it comes to derbies, they know what they've got to do. Uh, they know how they've got to get it done. You saw that they'd that struggled early in that Waratahs game and were put under pressure. But when teams like the Brumbies are under pressure, it brings the best out of them too. Because you know that that at the 80-minute mark, if they haven't beaten you, they've come very close. Um, in this case, I think that they're just going to probably show that they've got that um, professionalism, not that the Western Force aren't, um, the Western Force have been gutsy, but they have blown 14-0 leads the last couple of um, The Brumbies aren't going to repeat last week, this week, I don't think, and, and I think they've just come out on top. Yeah, but it's hard to look past them, isn't it? They have a, a like I say, professional-looking side, they're consistent, and you know what they're going to bring. And uh, even though you know what they're going to bring, it's still hard to stop them. So, yeah, the Force have got a tough ass. I think this is going to be their toughest game uh, ever since the start of the competition. Up against the Brumbies was always going to be the hardest game to get the result on. So it's going to be... Well, it's going to need their best performance. But I think what the Force are going to need the most is to play their own game. Not worry about trying to combat the, what the Brumbies are doing. Let them play their game. You play your game. Play your territory game. Get John O'Lance kicking to the corners. Then get a little bit of territory and a bit of possession on your side. And use those guys in the backs that attack. Marcel Braki, terrible on defence last week, but really good on attack. He, he, he split defensive lines, got him behind, found his outside backs, and he was quite creative. Um, defensively, we won't talk about so much, but yeah, in that sort of aspect of thing, get him into space, get him those chances, that will be good. Nick Frisbee, I think, will add uh, just what Ian Pryor had as well. So they've got a good replacement there, just in time as well, because they really, really missed uh, Pryor when he went off last week. So they need... That's uh, stability in that 9 and 10 positions to keep themselves of any chance of being in this game. Hopefully they make a match of it, though. That's all I can say. Uh, compete all you can. They'll, they'll fire out somewhere. Some point of it, the force will explode. And you can expect they'll see some, some good attacking rugby for them. At least we know that. They're going to give 
110, and it's going to be attacking and entertaining. That's what the force are bringing to this competition. I agree with you on, on the uh, pick. I'm going Brumbies by nine points to uh, pip the Western Force on this one. Um, hopefully we'll see it. Nice and entertaining and uh, good rugby to watch as well. Right. One game to go. Sunday, oh, the terrible day of the weekend. But afternoon rugby, Eden Park, we head away to see the Blues versus the Chiefs. Now, sadly, we don't have lineups for this matchup as we record this on Thursday evening. The Sunday game, they don't name till quite late on Friday, pretty much a couple of hours before um, the first Australian game uh, kicks underway. So it's a real pain uh, for lineups this one. But the Blues, they've got, uh, well, they've got to bounce back here, don't they? They've, they've been stunned by the Hurricanes, pummeled by the Crusaders. Now they have to show what this team's really made of, don't they? Yeah, they've got to show their medal. Um, and they've got to go out there and um, take every game as it is now. Um, start off really well. Um, hmm. And I think, you know, maybe like we do every season, we talk up the blues and then... Um, like a lead balloon. Uh, um, you know, this is a, a very traditional clash, obviously, the Battle of the Bombays derby between these two. And they are very proud franchises. Um, for us, it would help if we knew more in detail with the lineups. But, you know, the Chiefs, they came agonisingly close, but Yolanda's knew how to run it out in the end. Um, I just, they've gone away a little bit from their zigzag uh, angle line running, which, and their quick play with uh, the blues, the blues can be hot and cold. Um, just like my cereal sometimes and my breakfast, um, you know, sometimes you get toast, sometimes you get porridge, sometimes you get cereal. Nice. <laughs> See, doesn't it state whether, you know, Bowden's there, but he's going to obviously be a key for them. Um, yeah, without seeing the lineup, so we'll go with the Chiefs to break the duck by a point. I think it'll I just want to see a good game of rugby. We all do for what is a very good traditional derby. Oh, big calls straight away, massive calls straight away on that one. Um, yeah, what's going to be interesting about the Blues is where Bowden does play. Talked about him as going to be a key factor. But the injury or likely injury to Ortelli Black means, will he go back to 10? Where's Mr. Dan Carter come into it as well? Will he come starting into that team yet again? So, or off the bench, or will they keep with Plummer at 12? That change of, of Black means they've got to change something. Um, where that change comes about will be really, really interesting as well. So that's going to be interesting when they actually name their team. Tomorrow, we'll find out what goes on with um, that one. Or, as you're watching it, it will be probably a couple of hours ago. So, Chiefs, you're picking them to pick up their first win of the season against the Blues. That will be a real... Well, that will be an absolute capitulation for the Blues, wouldn't it? Losing at home to the Chiefs, who haven't won all season. Um, where, where do the Chiefs win this one for you? Have you, you got them gone just by a point... What's the what's the big X factor that they've got over this blue side? It just um, mentally the the Blues have lost it now after two straight losses. I just wonder, you know, there was some good elements up until the Highlanders came back of the Chiefs, and I think that they at least can get the attacking part sort of right. 
Uh, these derbies between the Blues and the Chiefs are very, very forwards-orientated. Um, so there's there's not much difference between the tight five of both. Just think that this might be an opportunity for McKenzie to take control. I just get a feeling he's in for really big game. Um, I will I'll stick with that and I'll go with the Chiefs. Big call. Big call for the final matchup. I don't quite have the confidence that you've got, uh, sadly. I'm going to the Blues to do it at home. At home is a is a much tougher proposition for the poor old Chiefs. Um, and I'm going to, I think it's going to be close, though. I'm not going by much. I'm going by the Blues, just a whisker. Uh, three points of difference. No team can be taken for granted here. No, Not even the Chiefs. They haven't won all season. But, I mean, look at them last week. And, and every game of their season so far, they've been really competitive, really strong. Um, just haven't quite had that finishing touch, that mental edge to beat teams right at the end. That's where they're going to struggle here. The Blues are massively disappointed after they just couldn't get the job done against the Hurricanes. And I think that uh, will just fire them up this week. They'll be just ready to go. And um, I think we might see a bit of a backlash for them at points in this matchup where they just want to make a statement. So I'm going to go the Blues just by three points. So nice close matchup to round out our weekend. And that is it. Our four games uh, done nice and rapidly. You know, look, we're, we're on a song here, Shane. We're kicking through them nice and quickly. Uh, we've got our predictions all sorted. And um, we're ready for another weekend of rugby. We're kicking off um, on Friday night um, with the uh, Australian match at Waratahs and the Rebels. Should be another exciting uh, weekend. So hope you're looking forward to it. Uh, the first match is not far away now. So get yourselves ready, settled in. Let us know, of course, who you think is going to win each and every matchup um, in the chat or in the comments. And um, as always, a big thanks for coming by on YouTube or if you're watching on New Zealand Sports Radio, for those of you watching on Facebook, um, make sure you do share it with everyone else quickly before the round kicks off so you can um, get some spoilers in there for your weekend picks as well. And me and Shane will be back in next week, all going well, with plenty more predictions from the next round of Super Rugby Aotearoa and Super Rugby AU. Big thanks, Shane, for coming on yet again and having your thoughts about the uh, round of matches. And we'll see you all for next week's action. Until then, thanks for coming by. Tell everyone about the matches and the, the videos here, and we'll see you all for the next one. Until then, take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.